0: You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network.
1: Oneofus.net has been your one-stop shop for all things geek for years. But there's a side to them many of you have never heard. The subscription side. Subscribe and listen to great podcasts like The Breakfast Pub, The Original Gentleman, and the Watch A Movie With Us series. Head on over to OneOfUs.net. And don't forget your towel.
0: Welcome back, kids. What's up, guys? I feel like it's been a week.
1: It has been a week.
2: Oh, okay. We're, we're actually mean, doing these record. like on a regular basis now. Well, yeah. A fairly
1: constant clip. Well, you know, that's how we're supposed to do it, but yeah, I, I, it's, sometimes it doesn't I always work out that way. I think a couple weeks ago you just
0: forgot to listen to a record. So we push it back to the next week.
1: No, 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 no. That well, there was some we had stuff but i But I had forgotten. I thought about it later that I hadn't listened to the record. I was like, oh yeah, I couldn't have done it anyway. Now yeah. I had other stuff going on. But
2: life gets in the way sometimes.
1: It's true. That that sounds like a good um, like like Broadway musical song like. Life gets in the way Life gets in the, in the way, way sometimes Or or that, like where they like bring it down
0: And it's like One Sloan spotlight on Right right The, the protagonist Or it could the
1: be next, like Next Meatloaf album It could be like a, mm-hmm. It could be a Meatloaf song Or it could be like A country music song Like life gets in the way In parentheses Sometimes
0: Alright I feel like We're getting there Alright right. Or life in right parentheses right Gets yeah. in the way yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. We're just we're just gonna
1: mm-hmm. just We're here just to amuse ourselves Alright let's, let's play some theme music I'm Shane Ryan I'm Kevin And I'm Mark This is Somebody Likes It
3: Stars. Well, it's been a year since we're coming up on a year, I guess, since uh, Prince died.
1: I
2: can't believe it's been that long.
3: Well, and it seems I don't know if it seems like it's been five minutes or if it seems like it's been longer than a year. But at any rate, yeah, apparently it's it's coming up on a year, and um, there is a new EP coming out of unreleased music of his. Um, the The title of the EP, I think, is a little suspect, uh, which is uh, Deliverance. So, we don't know yeah. whether
0: it's, it's going to be delivered or not. Or, right, know. yeah, there is there is some
3: consternation. His estate is uh, is in a kerfuffle with, uh, I guess, that the he recorded these with, uh, worked with an engineer that he had worked with for a long time, and, and this guy apparently helped facilitate this release. But I don't know, I, I would think that after the guy's dead, don't you have to kind of clear it with the estate? I mean, I
1: guess if you own it, that's complicated. I don't know.
3: Well, and okay, so
0: I think it's Universal Music Group actually owns the rights to his recordings, but they're in negotiations to sell them. And so this guy is trying to put out this EP on like a Canadian indie label.
1: Wait, so does anybody know like, I mean, are these songs that, are these just like jams they did in the studio or? It's called Deliverance.
2: I I can only assume it's his banjo album. I was going to say it's probably... (laughs) I mean, you got to think the guy lived in a giant recording studio, basically. Well, yeah, and like when
0: they talk about Princess Vault, that's a real thing.
2: Like, uh, apparently, he just has
0: hundreds and hundreds of hours of recording. I want to know how this guy
2: could get up at two in the morning and just decide to go record a song. It's not like he has Mm -hmm. to book to book time. Yeah.
3: The his estate is estimating the value of the songs in question at more than seventy five thousand dollars, according to the legal filing, and that seems low to me. That seems low, low to me too. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean,
1: uh, we might be just be talking about publishing, but I want to know how the dude is in had the just the recordings of these songs, and nobody else did. Like, I mean, it seems it seems like nobody's questioning the validity of him to own them, just of his ability well, to be able to they they put are them questioning
0: out. The validity of this this engineer is claiming ownership of the recordings, but I think. The estate is arguing that um, they, by default, own all of his recordings. So
4: here's,
3: here's what each of the songs on the upcoming EP was co-written and co-produced by Prince. And I don't know. we we'll have to look at what this guy's first name is. But his last name is Box Hill between 2006 and 2008, according to Entertainment Weekly. So they're, you know, like less than a dozen years old. But anyway... Yeah, the entire six-song track listing is open for pre-order for three ninety-nine, and will be available in CD form as well. So I don't know if that just means that they're it just bad. Seem, that like, seems to like fly
2: th- in the face of everything Prince fought.
3: Yeah, kinda yeah. right, yeah. You would think that he'd just sell it for like a well, okay, so like, like a hashtag three ninety-nine
0: because apparently it's only like three songs or five, depending upon how you count, because it's two actual songs and then one song has three movements which I don't really oh, of think of movements. Uh, well, when you take a lot of op- op- opioids, you, uh, you tend to have uh, more uh, movements. Yeah. I thought it had the opposite effect. Um, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Anyway. Well, regardless, it sounds complicated. Yeah. So, do we want to talk about somebody else whose who's, uh, musical legacy uh, and estate after music recordings afterward was a little bit complicated as well?
0: Uh, yeah, let's do that.
1: All right, Ryan, what do we have this week?
0: What were you calling him? Miguel Jackson? Miguel, Miguel Jackson. Miguel yeah. Jackson. Uh, Miguelito. Over. We are, of course, talking about Michael Jackson and his 1979 kind of breakthrough solo record. It was, of, for sure. Wall, yeah. Uh, which until a few days ago, I'd never heard all the way through. Did you say kind of breakthrough? <laughs> like, well, he uh, like, broke it. Well, it, I mean, if you, you know, know. if you compare it to Thriller, then well, Thriller was, you know, that's the him at the top, but... Look, this album sold a
1: lot of fucking copies. A lot, and it had a lot. There yeah. were at least three hit singles off this thing. I mean, I was surprised at how many how many singles off it I knew. I mean, there's a lot that I didn't know, but I think
0: there's I think there's at least four. Uh, oh, the, chart, yeah, I think there were, yeah, but it, four yeah, that I knew. Actually, he up to that point he was the first solo artist to have four singles chart in the top ten. Well, I for sure writer. knew.
1: Don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> Rock with you, and then the title track for sure.
0: And but, work, Working Day and Night.
1: Oh, yeah. It all sounds kind of familiar. I mean, these are these are pretty damn good songs. This is like the best, though. I will say, like, for the most part, it's like like the all-star disco album. Well, yeah, I
0: didn't realize until I listened to it this week. Like, it's like you know, I love those singles already. Um,
1: but it's really disco. It's hard like, to listen to from front to back. Like, any one or two of those songs taken right together, you don't mm-hmm. really notice how disco-y it is. But once you get to, like, three or four, you're like, Okay, like what the like all hey. I could, I can just picture motherfuckers on Soul Train or like in uh-huh. a skating rink. Well,
3: you know? hey, it's and, another song about dancing. Yeah, to be to be fair, like the, when this record came out, like that's sort of reflective of the what the national zeitgeist was. And for my like, let me just say right off the top, like I think this is this is my favorite Michael Jackson album. Like it's not even close. And I think that like, which not to say that there aren't some some tracks I think that are probably. Decent uh, here and there. Yeah, the you know, like feel a little bit like filler compared uh, uh, as opposed to thriller, uh, but you know, ultimately, I think it feels like the beginning of Michael Jackson's, like the second act of his career, like the rising act. Yeah, of like his getting away
0: from the brothers and and becoming a you know solo star in his own right. Yeah, his actual the, brothers. Yes, exactly. His, his actual brothers. No, I his, wasn't
3: making
1: a racial comment. No. Yeah. But anyway, no, I, I, <laughs> what? What I the, <laughs> you got away from that. i so Oh, what? All right. Now I get it. Right. Michael Jackson. Okay. Right. Sure.
3: Continue. I yeah. No, anyway, I, I guess the the point is, if there is one that um, I think this is I mean, this is clearly it, it's funny. One of the pieces that I read said that called this may, it may have even been the Wikipedia entry on this on this album called it his his fifth solo record. And I guess maybe technically on some level that's true because he did some like solo work when they were still with Motown, but really for all intents and purposes like this is the first one that was his. I know like, he did Ben and
1: that was like mm-hmm. him solo, but I always thought that that was just like a wasn't it like a soundtrack to a movie yes, or some shit. Yes. It was. Like, a mouse? Yeah. To I a think? Dead
3: singing to a Dead Rat or whatever.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: A Dead Rat?
0: Yeah. Well, I, like, I assume the, the rat had been uh, alive earlier. I know,
1: I've never seen
3: the film. I didn't yeah, know I, that it existed. I can't no remember. I, I, I didn't
1: it. read up on Ben. I just remember reading about Because I used to like that song when I was a kid. And then not too long ago, I was like, "What? wait a minute, what? It's about a movie about a rat or something. Yeah, Yeah, he's like singing to the ex-rat or whatever. There were like lots of... <laughs> 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 that, that, that almost made Mark spit his drink out all over his computer. Yeah. Um, but, but there is a lot of. Ow, shit. Thanks for putting that <laughs> lamp right the fuck behind my head, Ryan. There Before. was a there was a lot of like weird like anthropomorphic animal shit like in the seventies like there was like Watership Down that was scary with the rabbits and Ricky Ticky Tavi Ricky Ticky Tavi and there was mm-hmm. a, Hong Kong phooey. and then there w- yes and, <laughs> I and, loved and, Hong Kong Fui <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, I'll put any, that right in there
4: any, and, any
1: superhero that emerges from a dumpster wait and was
4: it
1: <laughs> I don't know there was another one there was some like kind of there was a deer involved I don't know whatever but um, I can say. Honestly, I agree with you. This is definitely my favorite Michael Jackson record. I think it's stronger than Thriller. It's just not as varied as Thriller. No, I mean, the Thriller's got that. But th- Thriller's got those fucking like, boom, like the ball is like f- like four hundred and fifty pounds when you dunk it, like Billie Jean and shit like that. I mean, like mm-hmm. this album doesn't have anything that fucking good. But overall, like those songs are. Y- y- I don't know. Like it, kind of. When I listen to Thriller, it kind of feels like I'm supposed to be appreciating it. Like it's one of those records, right? Know? I love Thriller. When I was like you. 11, uh, but well, I, mean, also, I mean, I still love it now. But no, I, I do think I've heard those a... songs so many times. There's yeah. only there's only how, there's only so many times that you can you can hear like um, you know beat it beat it and, until um, you are just like okay that's no longer a
2: song. To I mean, get it. Thriller Milly was G's now you love her whatever. Yeah. Thriller yeah. was really kind of his his return volley from this album. I mean. He expected this album to win best. Oh yeah, he was pissed. He the pissed it only won one Grammy and it, yeah. and it only and went so, to number three. So he's like, but, "Well, the next yeah. one, the next one's gonna yeah. going be even better." Well, he was, and it right. was. It's <laughs> the greatest yeah. selling album of all time.
1: <laughs> that, I think it's funny that that album goes in and out of competition like on a yearly basis or monthly basis all the time. Flip flops. It's Thriller and Best of the Eagles Volume One. They could get How two more close. different fucking albums, but yeah, yeah. Every, every like all the time. If you look best selling album of all time, it's either the Beatles or Thriller, and they like go in and out. The Eagles? I mean the Eagles. Yeah, sorry, not the Beatles. <laughs> I
2: would I would be okay with that. I'd be yeah, I'd be uh, way more be- okay the with the Beatles that. version of the Eagles' greatest hits.
4: Well, the Beatles be something have a, like, be an anthology, be you, know, you know, whatever. <laughs>
2: um,
0: anyhow, we should probably listen to a song.
3: It, can it, Okay, go ahead. Well, no go. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to set the stage a little bit here And I like we've talked about That this is kind of the This is the, the his first real solo album Where he was able to kind of put his stamp on it The way that he wanted to And there's a nice little stanza In um, the Pitchfork take on this Which I really, you know As much as I lambast these kids I really enjoyed this uh, Says, in the summer of 1976 A variety show called The Jacksons debuted on CBS That program ran for a year Um, Came around during a relatively Fallow period for the showbiz brood And after the Jackson 5 ignited Nationwide fear with uh, hits like ABC And I'll be there uh, But before Michael Jackson set up for solo superstardom Their future success seemed to in Doubt and the show, which featured glaring lights, sparkling costumes, and rampant cheesiness was a Vegas-style extravaganza that played to well-worn pleasures. One of the recurring segments was called On the Wall and saw Michael inviting various guest hosts to sign a fake brick facade and do a little dance before everyone eventually ended up in a frozen tada pose. Anyway, um, though he was all smiles on the Jacksons, he later claimed that he, quote, hated every minute of it. So that's what his, so this was his he, His This was his kind Off of his middle finger to child stardom, I think, is kind of what I get He's a
1: complicated dude, man. You think? You know, for somebody that's, <laughs> okay. that's so, you know, ostensibly so childlike and naive, then he would go along and pull shit like, Buying all the Beatles back catalog, uh, uh, right under well, you know bubbles. How that yeah, though. I know. We talked about it on, on the show, but yeah. I mean, right underneath fucking Paul McCartney's nose. That's some duplicitous ass shit, man. Uh, I mean,
2: that, that had to have been after this. I mean, no, Paul yeah, McCartney that wasn't it that was, was around
1: the time they did like say 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 yeah, the they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was
0: they did the video for say 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 together and while they had downtime and they're setting lights or whatever, they're t- like Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson were chatting and Paul McCartney was like, you know, hey mate, you know, good way to make some
2: money is publishing. <laughs> so is this is this the first collaboration that that McCartney and I'm pretty Jackson? sure I think it is, yeah. Yeah, let's let let us I do want to talk about that song that they
1: collaborated on, but but let's uh let's listen to something. I I think I think you're uh, you're onto something there. What right? do you think, Ray? Oh, man. Um, I know that I'm gonna to wanna to listen to two of the singles, and then I've
0: got a, a song that's not a single that I wanna to listen to as my three, but I think I'm gonna go with uh Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Oh. Oh.
1: Dance Well I will tell you this And I agree with you And the moves were there But like Within two years time He really went from Like a really great dancer To like A, a transcendent dancer like, Well
0: I mean The, the, the most of Okay so we just watched the video For uh, Don't stop to get enough um, And it looked like Most of that was just improvised Like there was a little bit Of choreography Towards the, the end But, but you could was, see you the, could the moves s- that he would
2: perfect there, no, you, Over the, his the, a lot
1: of that stuff A lot of that trademark stuff That he was doing Like during through. I mean he Obviously, spent a lot of time working on that to go from like a great, innovative, lot of rhythm dancer to fucking just something that was on a completely different level. Like, yeah, um, so that
0: that video really is just him dancing in front of like random background shit. It looked like trap, but keepers, I was like, like mesmerized. I'm just watching a man dance, and like it helps that the song's good, but. um like, he just had moves. Like it, well, he sure did look
1: a lot better before he started getting plastic surgery. Yeah, he,
3: the, was, he was still a he guy. He was one nose job in, in this record. He already like was? He had, he had, had his one nose first jump? nose job. Yeah. I thought he looked great.
1: Dude, oh. like, do you guys remember that fucking shit? He did that interview with Oprah Winfrey, like, in the 90s, and he tried to claim that he had never had his skin lightened? That he just, he had... Um, Patiglia. Patiglia, right. Which, I've seen people with that, and it does not look like...
0: Well, one. it's it's splotchy, and, and I... Um, Spl- it's splotchy or, but I mean, and it doesn't just manifest itself. But I would life. think, I would think the rest of it would be makeup. I mean, I don't know. Also, no, you he would doesn't think
1: have it. He's had his skin whitened. He's you lying. Would, he also said he didn't have plastic surgery at the time. Yeah, well, well that's yeah, ridiculous. It's, all, it's demonstrably
3: bullshit. Yeah. You would also think that I don't know anyone else in his family might have had a similar affliction. Like, nope, no, none of them. Hey, uh, I will say this, like. One of the things that we haven't really talked about is, um, Ryan, did you ever go uh, by Michael Jackson's childhood home in Gary, Indiana? No, but I've driven through Gary, Indiana. It's, it's a, a shithole. It is a piece of shit. I've been to to uh, Jackson home. Yes. And it is about the size. We're in, you know, the, the office that we record in or the room that we recorded in Mark's office is what? Like, it's a little bigger than 10 by 10, but not much, right? Like that Maybe house, there are 12 people in that house. And that house is like I don't ten, know, like maybe three times the size of this room. Like it's tiny, and I was they like, had, they had what ten kids? Yeah, some yeah, ten kids and and whatever, uh, and his parents and and he I saw I read I saw in the interview earlier today, and he was talking about how I don't know if they didn't have a television or what, but he was like they had they actually started singing to just pass the time and keep themselves occupied but i would just think that you just have to make noise to let people know that you're coming or get out of their way like jesus can you imagine the bathroom situation in a house like that well yeah also there were
1: there had to have been a lot of kids around like even while they were in the process of making other kids like that must have been an awkward situation i mean i'm sure they ran into that shit like in the old west but not like in like
3: yeah i hadn't really thought about that but like oh hey sorry Yeah. No. Anyway. um,
2: Clearly, it wasn't that big of an issue because they kept having kids. They kept having kids. that's true.
3: Yeah. Anyway, no. Just it just struck me like having having been by that house, and it's totally weird too. Like it's on a corner on this Gary, Indiana to Ryan Point, super sketchy. Like, well, it it looks like the capital of
0: the country for a few years. I don't think it is anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. How big is that city? It's it's basically smaller than it used to be. Basically, East Chicago. Um, It's what probably about 100,000 people something like that something like that no, it was
1: that close to chicago
0: yeah it's it's like uh, about as far west in indiana as you can get before you get to illinois
1: um, and it's just industrial wasteland most of it i'm sure it doesn't help with all of the shuttering of manufacturing and stuff like that oh no well, yeah, yeah. anyway it's yeah.
4: There it's are reasons. super yeah. dodgy
3: and i can totally see why like i think you know part of what um, his what it's uh, Joe, what his what his dad was saying was that uh, that, you know, part of the deal is like all those kids had to eat. And so he didn't say it. And it was edited a little funny. But like the impression that I got was that like part of the reason they started performing once they figured out they could sing was like, we got to go make some money here. feed our ticket feed. out of here. Well, yeah. And, and it was them into, like, like yeah. titty bars and shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't know I've if heard, you want to book a bunch
1: of kids well, into I, I, teddy bars. I've but... heard a bit about Joe Jackson. By the way, I've seen interviews with Joe Jackson, and Joe Jackson is the type of man that speaks and refers to himself as the third person, oh, which yes. immediately I, you lose all so, credibility. Got some Carl Malone. In him. Yeah,
0: Shane uh, heard an interview with Joe Jackson. Yeah, Shane heard an interview with Joe
1: Jackson. And <laughs> and, uh, and also that dude's had some weird fucking plastic surgery in his old age. Like he's getting like a bad eye job and stuff like that. But I mean. Whatever, I mean, I do like the fact that he went on on a... Dude, that guy went out and sired a band. Not just the band, he went out and sired the most successful solo artist in the history of music. Well, yeah, yeah, well, certainly. And then also... But it's like, hey, we need a bass player. uh, You know what, that that fucking family's fertile because Janet Jackson just got pregnant and had a baby at the age of 50 last year. Oh, that's the
3: story we should have told. Did you hear? this This is super... She already divorced her baby daddy. Well, left part him? of the deal was, and I don't know what the backstory on that guy is. I guess maybe he's I like we need to look this up, but like maybe he's an oil baron or something. He's got a, access to crazy amounts of money. She had signed a prenup. The rumor is that she had signed a prenup that if she stayed in the marriage for five years, she'd get a hundred million, and if they had a kid, she'd get another hundred million. And she she filed three months after that baby was born, after they'd been married for five years. Like, if that's true, Damn. if it's that's true, and
1: maybe dodgy. it's not, yeah, yeah.
4: it's not, like, Air quotes, she, it's not like, like
1: she
3: herself hasn't
1: sold to, like, no, she'd be like um, copious amounts of records. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she, she, she would not, be like the, you know,
0: the biggest deal ever to come out of that family if. That's there crazy. If that's true. Years. We're going to need to look that we up. We have to that's look something. that up. And, and, you know, and like I said, the break.
1: But, we'll, we'll check that out a little yeah. bit more.
0: Well, we haven't really talked much about the song. Oh, oh yeah. So, um, yeah, great
1: song. That's that, the, that was the
0: one that won the Grammy. That's and it, the and one it did that, go that go to I knew. One.
1: Like, that's, that was the first song I ever heard of this. And, um, like, I, the first time I heard it wasn't too long after the thriller came out. And I thought, I was like, this sounds. There was just something in my. Even though I was a like, little kid, like I was just like, there's something that sounds different to me about it. I didn't understand, like, the disco sound. you know I was, I was well young. no
0: well I mean what that's another thing we should talk about is disco but like before we get there um like that that song has like you know the strings and um the horns and all that and like while I was listening to it I was like well you know I I wonder how much of this is just synthesizers or whatever, but like, no, they had like. If you look at the list of musicians who played on this record,
1: well, it's fucking Quincy Jones. I'm sure there's synths in there somewhere, but I mean, yeah. Well, apparently, gonna- they went all over Los Angeles just having
0: sessions,
2: and yeah,
0: sounds expensive, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you look a big at the deal. Uh,
2: you look at the wik- Wikipedia entry for this, and the just the credited uh, li- uh, credited personnel on this. Look at this shit. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, there's synthesizers in there, but you've got the you've got what is that, like forty or fifty people? The Sea Wind horns. I gotta say, I'm a big fan of Wawa Watson. Yeah, Wawa. <laughs> Wawa Watson. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's hey, great. The namesake of the Wawa guitar.
3: Sure, exactly. Um but yeah, Stevie Wonder and Stevie Wonder um,
2: did the rhythm arrangement on well, and Michael Jackson plays percussion on a couple tracks. Well, and
3: the and so one of these tracks too, and I don't remember which one it is, but John Robinson, the guy who ends up playing drums on most of this, there was a there's a song, and he, I you know, I guess got invited in the studio to to sit in and just try out this drum track or whatever. And they told him what song they wanted to play, and he played it. And the brothers uh, minus Jermaine, who had stayed behind in Motown because he was married to Barry Gordy's daughter. Uh, huddled up and are talking and then one of them comes back over and they're like, we don't know how you played that because that song is like triple dubbed like they had they had overdubbed it three times and they're like, we've never seen a human. He's like, you had to do this weird thing with your arms in order to like actually be able to lay the track down. But pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, it might be working day and night. It's it's I think it's another one of the one of the Jackson tracks. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, this 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 record is um, one of the one of the things that I read, which I won't read you guys directly, but I, but I think that like this is the gist that I hear kind of bubble up over and over again is that like he does like there's not there's not the baggage like there's just like the baggage like he's breaking out of being a childhood star into his own right, but there's like not all the there's no like hyperbaric chamber. Oh, of by bubbles. the way, I, I like, just
1: found out recently the hyperbaric chamber thing. Um, it he did that in order to drum up publicity for some kind of he did it himself in order to drum up publicity and it pissed him off that at the time I just found this out that um what he wanted it to drum up publicity for ended up being everybody just making fun of him for sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber but like that was just was he
0: trying to drum up publicity with the elephant man bones and the chimp bubbles also
1: I I don't necessarily know like I said the guy was he he gave up you know of course every he, he was childlike and naive but like there was a there was some calculating craziness in that man so far be it for us to even try to yeah. unpack that you know can i say one thing real quick that i was just noticing that that's stevie- what you're here for by the way thanks ryan <laughs> thank you say uh, it, yeah man. i'm gonna go put the lamp behind your head and just a second <laughs> and not tell you about it thanks for moving it by the way uh so the song that stevie wonder co-wrote and has a rhythm arrangement on um it's called i can't help it um which actually turned out being my favorite new song of this record it was one of the one of the few slow jams other than girlfriend and um i just want to say though it who knew that like it sounds like a combination and i didn't i didn't think about this before um if you had stevie like if people wanted to listen people must have been clamoring for like a combination of steely dan and michael jackson at the time and damned if it doesn't work on this. Because like, nothing about that sounds on paper like it ought to work. But
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound like right. Written by
1: Stevie Wonder, but sounds like it's a Steely Dan song fronted Sung by Michael Jackson. By Michael Jackson. But it works. So I don't know. I mean, at this point, the guy was just everything he touched turns to gold. And I think that's just a good example of that. Well, he was just
0: ridiculously fucking talented. If you separate out all of the controversies and general weirdness and plastic surgery and all that shit. Motherfucker was just talented.
1: Um, he was really talented, but that's another thing is he was really talented, and a lot of really talented people saw him that way and were willing to s- help see his vision through to fruition. Well, this is
3: also like the benefit of growing up, like literally growing up in Motown Studios. He just got to hang out and watch people work the board, what like ask all the questions of these yeah, people I mean, this, who were at the top was, of their That hands. was his
0: sandbox was yeah. just being around like the most talented people in the nation uh, making brilliant music. And here he is growing up I mean, also, a little bit to his detriment I think, like, when the world can't tell you no And you're nine um, You grow up to be a weird adult And he was the definition
1: of weird Weird adult Alright, let's listen to another one of his songs
0: Uh, Well, I I definitely want to hear the title track Off the Wall Because the bass sound in that is just ridiculous And it's actually
1: my favorite song on the record Alright, well, those are two good reasons Let's listen to Off the Wall Off Off the Wall estimate to how good this album is because it came out at the tail 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 end of disco i mean like probably like six months after it came out is when they were fucking burning all the re- disco records uh, i and think shit. i think
0: it was probably a, a year or two after that but yeah, yeah disco was like had a short 1981 but, but yeah disco had a short sh- shelf life I think, after that, this. I
1: think that that might have gone a gone long, a long way to why he didn't get as many won as many grammys and also but i think this record might have kind of because it's so strong like just added a little bit of respectability to, the, and, and extended people's appreciation of, of disco. disco. Just another Just like, because year. this record is so Just because good. Because this one, yeah. But speaking uh, of, we were talking during the break. The dude that wrote this song, Rod Temperton. Rod Temperton was um, recently expired. He died like six months ago, um, six seven months ago. He was a a, a white, prolific, a prolific dude, British, like very soft spoken, lived and wrote in like like a small village in England um, for most of his life, and um, he just ended up writing all these fucking crazy disco R&B hits. He just came out of nowhere. and um, Yeah, that's crazy, man. And he's like this incredibly influential like songwriter, especially About people. the last person you'd expect to, to write those Look songs. Look at his picture. I see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the last guy he in the world. Looks like a
0: proper older
1: Brit yeah and and yet he's so famous not only for um well i think it's funny in, like it point if you it points out uh like well sorry mark was was showing us this in the in the uh i guess it's the wikipedia for for off the wall it talks about how timberton um basically all of the well, they're like the vocal ticks, the little that, vocal ticks that Jackson does—that's something that that Rod
0: Temperton. There's came not up as with. much of that on this record, and like the the shamones and hee hee. Yeah,
1: there is some of that. Like there, there's a little there's, bit. There's, there's a little bit. They're more. They're more percussive. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, but he wrote with him also on on Thriller. I mean, he wrote the title track Thriller. I did not know that. Yeah. So Rod Rod Temperton, gold, who knew? I mean, gold, nobody uh, knows about this fucking guy. Um, wait, like. He what we were reading like the songs that he wrote a minute ago and like there's just all kinds of shit on there, I mean rock rock with you and then um off you know, the wall which we just off the heard. wall yeah y'all will
3: be there, y'all be there y'all will be there, be there yeah, yeah. The, the yacht rock special I, the Michael McDonald thing
1: I can't think of of that song but
3: oh you would totally know it if you heard you would it. know
0: it yeah it was a late seventies kind of thing all
3: right all right um,
0: anyway uh, what do you guys think of that song,
1: it's a great song.
3: I mean, it, it
0: amuses me, and I don't know. I don't know where Kevin falls on this, but uh, both uh, you, me, and Mark all have different favorite songs from this record, and we're all not wrong. Um,
1: oh, I mean, it's just a good record. Like, I probably,
3: I do think that. Like, we talk. We haven't talked about sequencing at all with this record, but I think this record is sequenced really well. Uh, no, I agree with you. And like, and off the wall. Like, for a track that, for a track that is as strong as it is, feels like it's a little bit of a transition track. Like, just in terms of, mm. like, it's moving you from sort of one one uh, tempo to another. And anyway... Well, it starts but, out with that, also that like, uh,
0: rubber band bass that I just can't get over. And it kind of moves into a, a more disco styling and then kind of... That kinda chorus peters is out.
1: crazy good,
0: man. That, yeah. That hook. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah.
1: You want to go to intermission? Let's go to the intermission. All right. Play some of that music. there was something about a saxophone on one of these songs the other day. And I was listening to this album in the car. And then I went back on the radio and it was playing one of, it just happened to be on like the, the Bob FM, you know, that fucking clear channel oh, yeah, well, pres- We play anything, but really it's just like hits from, like they the play hits years.
0: from the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. So. A
1: lot of classic rock. And, uh, but they were playing this song and there is a saxophone part in this song. That is just a perfect example of how you can take a great song and, Put a little saxophone in it And make it go from an A to like a B Just, just by that little Just by no, that little in, saxophone in Shane Bartell world, for sure no, I'm not, I mean, no I'm saying it's it's pretty objective But um, anyway, so I want to play uh, Oh, and I want to show you something about this band later But anyway, Only the Lonely by the Motels So I dig that tune It's a great tune And then there's an annoying saxophone part in it But anyway, we'll discuss that later Or I pretty much have said all I want to say about the saxophone Maybe
3: that's why they're lonely it's because like there's just, some,
1: there's like one dude with like With like the, the same sunglasses That the Blues Brothers wore And he's just like playing saxophone in the rain You know with the, that's With some steam coming out of a vent Yes, that yeah. guy Alright, yeah, let's watch it Alright, let's watch it Mark
4: We walked the loneliest mile We smiled without any style We kissed altogether wrong No intention. Job
1: first, I thought it was a uh, that was kind of a lame video, but then I I thought about it and I kind of it's a little heavy handed, but it was it was pretty clever, like yeah, the yeah. idea of a singles I mean, was, bar, like people going to a bar just to get drunk to well, look like other. a really
0: eighties version that was trying to look like, like it was a like a speakeasy. 30s speakeasy yeah. slash dinner right. club,
1: and that's why I thought it was lame at first. But then I, I I came around to the idea of like a like a bar being a place where like the Lonely people go to find somebody else You know like Yeah that's, that's, that's essentially I think You're
3: the central conceit And you're never lonelier than uh when I don't was that bar even open? Like there was a bartender there, but literally she was the only person in there. And I was like, well, well the, no, there no, were a no, bunch of people no, no, there the, earlier it, in the video, and then at the and end she's of she's just it, walking like, around singing to herself. Some dude somebody,
0: walks up to her and starts kissing her, and she like kisses him back, and then just like nah, and like shoves him
1: away. Yeah,
2: so and it's I, about I, that time that the So I want to
1: point. In. I want to point mm-hmm. one thing out, Ryan. I want to show this to you. So you notice, like, so she's the only person other than. They have a non-existent string, string quartet. There's no string to that song. And then they, when the sax solo comes in, the dude shows up with the sunglasses and plays. For like a second and a half. But, but other, than, other the, the,
0: than... The guy on-screen appearance.
1: Yeah, for like a second and a half. But other than that, there's no there, there's no members of the band in that video. And I'm going I'm to set this down and just show you. But apparently she's had personnel issues over the years. I'm just going to show you... Are they still you. a band? They are. But I'm just going to show you... The li- the list of – she's been the only constant. Okay, I'm going to set this down to show it to Ryan. Hold on. Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr. <laughs> <laughs> That's the longest one I've seen yet. Look uh, at how many people are on that from past members. And then randomly – I know that we've seen uh, – what was the, the fall? The fall, the, I think, the has, fall, more, has the fall more was The fall pa- may have had more, members. but this is, is, is uh, almost as many or – and that's fewer a, years, active too.
4: It's a lot of past members,
1: but yeah, you can. You, so apparently, there's. This is one of those people that really, she really thinks that she's the talent in the band. She's talented, I mean, sure. But they had what, like
0: two, maybe three hits. Top hits. They had, two hits. They had a, in like, like 1982 or 81 or 82, something.
1: 82, 83. Yeah. Like
3: <laughs> this is very early MTV. Uh, I remember,
0: like, I, yeah, this, I rebe- this. No, this transports me to like the Human League and. Shit like that. Like, sure. Yeah. Like right around
3: that exact same time. Uh, anyway, I still think I, f- I feel like even if there are people in that video earlier in the in the uh, in the bar earlier in the video, like really like it kind of ends up at a place where it's like just her and the bartender. And then she forgets how to use a chair and just lays all over the table. Lays the on end. the table like yeah. when they're clearly like, closed. Well, I just like. Right.
0: And, and like, hey, it's I, just I, rude. Don't I wonder work you can't in the service industry. Like. If you know. Hey, would you fucking
1: leave? Nobody yeah. nobody asked No because the sun was coming up at the end of it. So basically they just like wrapped up the rest of the bar, they couldn't wake her up, they're just like, fuck it. Just gonna leave her. I mean, she didn't
0: appear to be drinking, but uh, apparently Oh no,
1: she did. There was a big thing about it where he kept maybe, setting like, well, maybe like in drinks s- in front of her. Somebody slipped her a Mickey. It seemed like that time period there was a guy with a literal pen- pencil mustache. Oh yeah, he he looked nefarious. Yeah. Anyway.
3: No, that uh that is a, another trip in the way back machine. So Yes. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, that's one of those songs that I, if I hear it, and I rarely hear it, but I'm always like, oh yeah, I like that. That's
3: no, they they had good songs. Oh, uh, and actually, come think of it, this you know this is only like a, a scant few years after uh, Off the Wall, so musically, clearly yeah, a progression.
1: Was, I think this came out right like maybe six months before um, Thriller.
3: So, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah.
1: we'll get into that on the other side. It was the
3: sorbet for Thriller. Something like very that. Very similar yeah. sounding music. The aperitif. <laughs>
1: yes. All right, all right. Let's go back.
0: So we're back on Michael Jackson's Off the Wall, and I just want to point out that I was, as I was listening to this the last week, if you, you trust him lyrically uh, for these to be accurate – uh, Michael Jackson was quite the player back in the day. Um, just out partying all the time, hooking up with the ladies. Um,
1: yeah, I, I don't really ever. Th- I don't necessarily th- think, th- think that don't was know actually that I true. That ever happened, but but I know that that Never. around this time he was being pawned off in the press as though he were uh, a Lothario. Coming. Lothario, that's a great, great. Term. I think there was a
0: lot of PR manipulation in this guy's career because like just about anything. That relates to his personal life love life or whatever I just don't really believe it um, and you know whatever um, I don't know that i
1: I literally have no idea what happened with the young boys. No I have no idea re- I remember him being like oddly like the like the four people I really remember him being like pictured with a lot in the the press over the course of a few years were Liz Taylor for some reason that was mm-hmm. a big one. And then Brooke Shields, Brooke Shields for sure. And then and then Emmanuel Lewis. And then Emmanuel oh, Lewis. I forgot <laughs> about that one. Yeah. Then Macaulay Colkin. and uh, <laughs> and um, one of the fucking Lisa, Lisa Marie Presley for a little while. That was yeah. See over the years, like very bizarre. Then whatever the fuck that kid was in that was in the Lost Boy, Corey Feldman. Corey like, they Feldman. They were they were, yeah. they were big biggest thieves. You know. Yes, they were. You know, I saw I saw a thing and Corey Feldman was was widely reviled for the. For this song that he why for you know, rightly so, it was fucking hilarious. Then he played on like the Today Show. Oh, year. I remember something about this it was like six months ago or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. And then but all his dance moves were straight up like Michael Jackson era, like bad era. Like, like crotch grabbing and this to his hat and stuff like Did that. Did you say crotch grobbing? Crotch grobbing, yes. Yeah. Crotch grobbing. I'm yeah. i don't You're know British all of a sudden, I don't know. Yes. No, I don't think they say crotch grabbing. I don't think they say crotch grobbing. <laughs> It's not it's not like spelling like center with an R E. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh Crotch grobbing.
0: Yeah, it just it, it just kinda and it, it will lead into the next song that I'm gonna bring up, but we won't we won't need to do it yet. But um yeah, like
1: uh old MJ was just like Man on the town, you know, like, yeah, like in the 70s. that way, you know, And so all of that stuff kind of died in the 80s, like real quick. He was just friends with like Liz Taylor and stuff. But in the 70s, they really were positing him to be. It kind of reminds well, it, me of like Rock Hudson in the 50s, you know, like an obviously gay man. But they paired him up with every woman in Hollywood. Yeah, time. it was just like this machine. Not that I'm saying he was gay. I'm just saying, like it's similar, like where the. the I, I have no idea. Nobody w- knows what Michael Jackson. nobody knows. to. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. I, I, I keep
0: thinking there's going to be some kind of tell-all book, and somebody who like actually knew him is going to be like, you know, here are the goods. But like so far,
1: yeah, I, nothing. I, I think we're all going to you know. go to our graves and not really know, you know. Well, he dangled
2: a baby from a from a balcony. He did you do can't that. Be, was a weird motherfucker. man. I mean, he got married a couple times. You but can his, be but gay his, and have babies. I'm he was a black guy, but his kids are white.
1: Like I don't know, but he was a white guy with a nose that was falling off when yeah, he died. he went from like a
0: handsome black
1: man to a a white woman apparently um, he was he was sleeping like twenty four to forty eight hours at a time, like the year before he died and then he was and then he started doing like rehearsals, dance rehearsals for his I've seen some of the tours. footage of that he was still he still had it, um except he looked like i mean he looked like a skeleton he, Have you ever seen that Lon Chaney, the original phantom of the opera? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's no. what he looked like. It's a famous picture. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, at this time it was a during off the wall in 1979 it was a more joyous and fun fun filled and the world was full of life. Yeah, well, Michael Jackson.
3: The uh the Billboard review of this record calls these and we talked a little bit about the some of the disco thing that, that happens here but they it, it refers to these tracks as, as disco funk burners. And cottony pop tunes and says he kind of sits at the intersection of like boyish yet confident, sexy yet naive. I do think that it's really interesting that the the um, the tuxedo that he wears in all the videos and that he that he's wearing on the um, album cover. Was suggested by I think that was Quincy Jones' suggestion, but the socks were MJ. I'm and glad that was, that you, like that's you could, that's where the MJ starts to creep into his like what I, will become. I'm his glad that you brought
1: song. that up because that became a signature part of his of it, his. It was pre single glove, but yeah, he had it, like no, no, kind no, of no, the high waters no, with like white socks. But with white socks, black pants, black shoes with white socks, and this went all the way through. Like into like the black and white album. I mean, like he was still doing that then. Yeah. Like the high water black dance with white socks. What an odd sartorial, sartorial choice. choice.
0: I was knew those were the words. It you is. Could have yeah. They kind of
1: work for him though. I don't think I could pull it off. No, but I mean, he
0: did. but <laughs> like, I don't he,
1: think you try. He was very consistent. He was very consistent with that look through twenty years. You know, like. Or, you know, a lot. No, really, he, he cultivated a look. This was pre-left glove, glittered glove. It was pre-glitter glove, but that didn't stick around that long. And then there was that beat-it jacket, the red jacket with the studs on it and stuff. That didn't stick around that long. But the Oh, one yeah, constant, like, the, like the Eddie Murphy era. Right, like, yeah. But the, the, the one constant was the fucking high waters with the white socks. Yeah, odd dude. Yeah, Enigma. Ryan, you got another so, song?
0: Yeah, I do, and it, it's going to lead into, like, uh, Michael Jackson as player. And... Kind of a dick move, but uh, like lyrically in this song, and I hadn't realized it as I was listening to it. Uh, oh, this but the song is that, the one that Paul
1: McCartney wrote. It, this are you talking about? <laughs> uh, okay, right, dude. The uh, lyrics in this song—it's such a dick move. He's a total ass. He does not yeah. come off as sympathetic at all. No, uh,
0: but I'm talking about, of course, uh, girlfriend. So let's get into that. <laughs>
3: Share a little bit of the uh, Billboard take on this, which is I think kind of hilarious. So Paul McCartney wrote this, and it did come out on the um, nineteen seventy eight Wings album, London Town. But he wrote it with Michael Jackson in mind. He wrote it for Michael Jackson, then decided to record it himself with Wings. Yeah, and then Quincy Jones
0: was like, "Hey, that might be a good song for Michael to cover."
3: Yeah. Anyway, so so anyway, the the this write up makes the point that like this is. Uh, jackson at his quote doofiest and most tuneful uh and the innocence of the lyrics all about a guy who's actually going to tell another fellow he's having a fling with his lady is perfect for him it's and this is what i really thought i was like yeah that's kind of what it is it's supermarket rock with sax and synth sounds that have aged about as well as 1979 milk Uh, but this guy says those uh doo 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 vocals still bring a smile anyway it's a it's a Song, but it feels a little bit like I could see where, like, that era of McCartney might have written something. It grew on me over the week.
1: I I like
3: the The song somewhat. Yeah? But. But I think that's partially because I didn't
1: look at the lyrics as being, like, goofy like he did. I looked at them straight up as like, Oh, he's a fucking dick. He's being a fucking dick. Like, girl, if you don't fucking tell him, I'm going to tell him. And and I'm going to show him all the letters he wrote me. Well,
0: and naive because he thinks that once he tells her actual boyfriend that he's having an affair with her, they can finally be together. Well, I think that's just because he's a controlling asshole. That's how (laughs) most happy marriages start, as I understand it. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, girlfriend, I'm going to tell your boyfriend what we've been doing. What we've been doing, yeah. Uh, Yeah, dude. Hey, dick move, man. Um, Also, the melody
1: sounds. (laughs) But actually
0: written by Paul McCartney, who at the time was still with Linda McCartney and spent like every day with her like from the day they met to the day she died.
1: Now that I know that Paul McCartney wrote it, because this was during the time when he was writing some sappy-ass fucking bullshit, but before that, I was just like, dude... This is you're being a total you asshole. You're a fucking prick. Like, don't do that. I don't know. I mean maybe maybe you look at it in the term like maybe we're looking at it in the terms of like 25-year-old men and women and should be looked at as at the like like first graders or something, you know, like first or second graders. I don't know. But I then mean, it says in there I think like them what they do at night when the wind is free, so maybe it's not like second
0: graders I mean, no, they allude to like the doing it. Um <laughs> The doing it right. Yeah, the doing of the subtle. Hit. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I, I just found it I, I just the more I listened to it, just the more amused I was by it. Uh the only other thing that I really wanted to bring up about this record, uh is how and I know Kevin gets tired of us bringing up the Smiths, but how the last song Oh, has on... it been
3: an episode? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not in a while. <laughs> yeah. But the last song uh on the record is uh Burn Down. The disco. Is, burn, is,
1: burn this disco, burn this disco, disco down. Uh, reminds it, you of burn down the disco. Well, it just reminds me of panic. panic. By but the I Smith. know what the line is: burn uh, down the disco. Yeah, hang.
0: burn this disco out. Yeah, which really okay if you listen to the Michael Jackson lyrics, it's just like we're gonna dance so fucking hard, yeah. that it's gonna like light the disco on fire. Uh, when you
1: see it on on paper. You just you just I just want to see like a like an ebony and ivory type duet with like Morrissey and Michael Jackson like circa like 1984 that would have been great. there was
3: as part of that um, that documentary that that Spike Lee did there was a section in that that when they were recording this record and I don't remember what the hell song which song it was it doesn't really matter but it was like he's he's recording one of the songs and then it comes to like this instrumental part in the song. And then he walks out while the song's still going and the engineer's like, oh, what the hell happened? So he gets up and he walks out to the hall and uh, MJ is dancing his ass off in the hall. And he's like, sorry, I just, I have to get this out of my system. I'm not going to, I can't stand still in there. And so it's like, he was a 21-year-old like kid, too. Like, he's just... right. Yeah. And and,
0: and like from when, you know, we watched that uh, video earlier um, and most of that, um the dancing in that looked um improvised
3: like on the spot he just really liked to dance like well and he felt the music he, and his one of the other things that popped up in that in that documentary was his dad said that he had grown up watching like pretty much everybody from Gene Kelly to uh Fred Astaire to like all to James Brown and ev- almost everybody in between and his father according to his father he could see something once and then reproduce it. So I think he just found the stuff like if that's true uh, you know, like he just found the stuff that he liked and incorporated that and made it like put his own spin on it. So literally did any
0: of you guys see the uh, Motown 25th anniversary special like when, when it aired back in would have been like 83. Um,
1: no, but you're I, asking I've us I, I, I watched, when
0: I watched that, moonwalk, live. that when that was it like man, that's all us kids at, at school could talk about the next day because I was like 10 or 11. And uh, I just remember, like, seeing that that move the first time he did the moonwalk, and we were all just like, holy shit. Like, the world just changed.
1: Yeah, I remember that being a big thing in my school. I didn't watch it. Everybody but.
0: at school was trying to do it,
3: and none of us could pull it off. <laughs> what a weird situation for teachers, though. Well, like, like a bunch of little the, kids. Like, you're going to... <laughs> the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I'm uh, I'm really glad that you picked off the wall, Ryan. I think this is uh, – You know, like we've talked about in the break, like this is easily one of these albums that we could, we could, oh, I could divide you another right now. I'm not going to,
0: uh, but I easily could.
3: Anyway, it's a fun one. So if you've never heard uh, Michael Jackson's uh, underground diddy from (laughs) Thriller, (laughs) yes, or off the wall, off the wall, Um, check those out at your local record purveyor. Can I go those?
2: uh, Can I go a little off script and uh, just... You know, this this one song. I want to just play like 15 seconds of this song. Uh, it's it's get on the floor, and uh, it it uh, it features Lewis Johnson on on bass. Was this the one that is your favorite? This is my favorite cut on the album. I just want to play just a short amount on it. We don't have to we don't have to talk about it afterwards. But uh, I just I just wanted to share it. Yeah, so that bassline groove just blew me away on this on this album.
0: Yeah, that's really fun, man. I mean, it's 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 kind of like a Bootsy Collins kind of thing, and it's it's real seventies. I mean, even if this was the end of the decade it just reminds me i don't know man it It just reminds me me of like a a
1: lot of the 80s like a lot of stuff that was going on if you you could translate that and do like to some parts of you could see a direct line from that to like Flea.
3: well i knew you were gonna say that but like what was Flea influenced by like stevie wonder yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, sure
1: no of course it's all circular i mean yeah
3: totally i just kept
0: like waiting for the cop uh, cop show to start you know like yeah yeah. the the
2: beginning of it has that vibe that yeah that
0: and that, there was uh, several Sorry, moments just... on this record where I was just like, you know, it reminded me of, like, Love Boat and, like, Dynasty and shit. Like,
1: just real kind of dramatic string arrangements and shit. And Go ahead. Oh, nothing I was going to gonna say. I watched a, an episode of Love Boat, like, a couple weeks ago, like, kind of hungover on a Saturday. Oh, man, they were playing them uh, at, like,
0: 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning or something, like, a few years ago um, when I didn't have a whole lot going on. I was just working. And... um I started. I got in this habit of watching them on like Nick at Night, and they're super cheesy,
3: but they're super so cheesy, fun.
1: It was fun. It, it's hard, it's hard to th- to watch certain things and like laugh tracks and stuff like that. But like, I love that the guy that this guy's uh, nickname is Thunder Thumbs. Thunder Thumbs. Yes. Thunder uh, Thumbs.
3: Lewis Johnson. Yes. Thunder Thumbs. I hope he did some did play well, a little bit with the ser- Wawa guy. But I mean, with yeah, the you, guy, yeah.
2: You look at Lewis Johnson's uh, biography, and he's he's had a lot of. A lot of touch on a lot of influential songs throughout throughout music. So uh, I just wanted to I just wanted to pull that up. Thank you for indulging me on that.
1: He played on Billy Jean too. That's a big deal. Yeah, pretty big deal.
0: That'll buy you a boat. Well, I don't know. Do, <laughs> do, do bass players get residuals yeah. on big sure. hits? It, it depends
1: on the way. That, yeah, I mean if you're credit if you're credited for playing on the It just depends if you're credited as a studio musician. Just in low denomination. It, it just de- it just depends mm-hmm. on how you're. Yeah. It depends. It's levels Alright so Yeah it tends to be If you're credited Like you'll get money um, Kevin What you got this week for us uh,
3: We're gonna listen to a track From um, From a band That was uh, Pretty buzzy uh, About a year ago At uh, They were an it band At South by a year ago But they put out a track That Pretty recently That I think is kind of interesting um, It's not in called Girlpool. The band is called Girlpool. Girlpool. Girl Pool.
2: All right, let's, let's do it. I can't stand UFO stories. I mean, I can't stand them. We have done some, but think of all the ones we didn't do, right? Well, leave it to a current affairs staff to ruin my week on a Monday. Here's another one. A little different. In fact,
4: very weird.
3: So that was a girl pool track. It gets more blue. It's off actually off of their upcoming LP, which uh, comes out, I believe, on May 12th. And um, yeah, they were kind of an it band at South by in 2015. And then this is their this is uh, the first release off their upcoming second record. Hey, solid tune. But hey, man, I think them chicks might be Lebanese. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's a pretty solid tune it takes me right back to what I was listening to in 1996. So there's nothing wrong with that. But but that video was very confusing. Other than the fact that I think them chicks is Lebanese. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually,
0: a, a lesbian friend of mine actually like turned me on to that. You joke. told me about that before. That's Yeah. What,
1: yeah.
3: Anyway. Anyway. Um. The, you know sort of the aha track in that. And the, you guys are talking a little bit about the video content, which is uh, the video for this song. You know, depicts yeah uh, you know, the 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 band as two women in love, who are I guess you know admitting to each other that they have done things that are that are bad for their relationship. One of which they sing together is uh, "I faked global warming just to get close to you." So <laughs> I don't know exactly how that works. Like pretty I'm, funny, I'm not a mathematician or a climatologist, but still, I'm pretty sure one person can't fake global warming. I think is a fucking point, you dumb oh. shit.
0: Is it hot in here?
1: <clears throat> anyway, so take off all your clothes. Hey, I heard that song back in the nineties too. Man. Wait, it wasn't the nineties.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Never mind. I was
1: just fucking talking shit. Anyway, yeah, that, no, that was a good song. Yeah, so
0: profoundly what's, confounding what, video. What's up? Yeah, what's up with the party with all the masks on? Um, everybody's wearing like a gold mask. But
1: I, I but love how I love how at one point they they make a. Like when she br- busts out the tarot cards, they they make a really like they make a point of making sure that the the incense and the incense burner is like square in the shot.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, apparently, I, look, it was, it, I mean, like the the, direct, of the director of the video like took a credit like right at the
1: start of the right thing. The beginning. So yeah. it's supposed to be very serious.
3: Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's easy. also like it, I mean, it also is like full of it's
1: supposed s- to be that serious. I mean, it's a pretty. Silly video, yeah,
3: and it, I mean it is it is kind of a silly uh silly video, and it is also full of slack. So you kind of get the like the, I got kind of got the impression that it's like even though they're talking about matters of the heart and like their little nods to like sort of uh, heartbreak and whatever, it's also like pretty slacky and there's just a weird party in the middle. of yeah,
1: it Yeah, and they're dressing in different costumes.
3: Well, and, and they go out like that. on a
0: hike
1: together and read John Paul Sartre.
3: Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, huh. it's
1: supposed to be pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Like yes. With the dog and the dog that's running alongside her after the the one woman leaves, you know, in the sailor boy suit on in the like the rowing. Yeah, rowing and she's boat. crestfallen. When the dog's got like a basically a stick in his mouth the size of a tree trunk. I mean, there's funny shit in
3: that. The point is, I think that if you if you're going through a hard time in your relationship or you just got out of one and you think hey, is this as blue as it gets? No, it gets more blue.
1: It gets even more blue. It, it's Just none it's, more blue. It's, it's still, <laughs> This song is in D minor.
3: Still blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that blue goes to 11. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's Girlful, dudes. That was good. And ladies. Thanks, Kevin. Sure. Kevin, what do you have next week? Oh, yeah. So next week. Oh, here. Hang on. I'm super excited about next week. So... Um, so excited he has to look it up on know, his phone. No, but he sounded excited, though, didn't <laughs> no, he? No, I, I was excited, but I just didn't remember to leave my, my phone on with my prompt in it. So next week we're going to listen to um, this band won the um, uh, the Grolke Prize at uh, this year's South by Southwest for the best new Oh, they new named a, a
0: prize after Brent Grolke? They did. They did,
3: yeah. Nice. Anyway, um, it's a band from Brooklyn called the Lemon Twigs. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, so we're going to do that I've next never week. heard a record,
1: it that's cool. Yeah. The Lemon
3: Twigs? The lemon, lemon Twigs. twigs. Uh, what is the name of the album? Do Hollywood, but they only have one album, so look do for Hollywood. it everywhere, and I'm sure that if you find one, that's the right one. All right, well, thanks. Sure.
1: All right, well, let's get out of here for now.
3: I'm Gavin. I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. And I'm Mark. This is Somebody Likes It. There are so many places you can find Somebody Likes It. You can um, subscribe directly to us on iTunes, or you can also get at us on Stitcher. Tell your friends, because everybody loves a podcast. Holy shit.